Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm glad to be in his house today. We live in an uncertainty world and world of change. That's one thing we all we know of. It's the kind of uncomfortable thing of life. But sometimes, you know, we don't ever know how we're what we're going to face in the next day and the and the thing. And you know, this week is this coming week. We 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 uh, celebrate Independence Day and and the day of freedom. And and that's that is. Ex- exciting time and celebrations but the most of all you know we have the freedom to do what we do here today because of the 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 liberty and the, this country has and and today i i to go no further today i said go ahead and get with the word i feel like god laid something on my heart to speak to this uncertainty of the world we living in, each one of us is living in today if you will turn with me to ephesians chapter 6 in verse 12, I'm going to read a scripture that is familiar to everyone. It's a scripture that is familiar. You know, a lot of people can quote it. I mean, it's a scripture that we all know. Most everyone that's been around the church very much knows this scripture. But it has so much meaning to it today, and especially in the day that in the world we live today. The Bible says in verse 12, it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness, of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places if you will join me in prayer right now i know we've already been praying but i always pray right now that god will anoint the word lord jesus it comes forth lord i ask you today Lord, to minister, Lord Jesus, this word, Lord Jesus, through me, Lord Jesus, to this con- to this group of people. Lord, this congregation, Lord Jesus, to the airwaves, Lord Jesus, of Facebook Live. Lord, I ask you to minister this word of encouragement, this word of direction, Lord Jesus, to the people, Lord Jesus, under the sound of my voice, Lord. I ask you to minister, Lord, and allow lives to be encouraged and lives to be changed today. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Today is, is we... We wake up every day, we're facing new things in this world. You know, we look at the headlines, we look at the, the news media, everything we look at today, almost, you know, we almost say it's almost depressing sometimes to look at the, watch the news. It's almost depressing to pick up a newspaper because all we see is things in this world seem like evil, seems like things we're facing in this world, that the world is not the same world it was just a few days or even a few months ago. But it's, it's the world is changing, and we're facing new trials and new things in this life that we've never faced before. But there's nothing new under the, under, under the name of God. God. God says there's nothing new. It all comes back. And, and I believe what we're facing today is in the scripture I read. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're not wrestling against principalities. We're not, not powers of this world, but it is powers of the darkness, the darkness world. The spiritual, it's a spiritual battle that we're faced. The evil things that's happening in the headlines is not a race problem. Or not, it's not a culture problem. It's not even a religion problem but it is a spiritual problem. The world is looking in this world. They're looking for something in everything they do. We're looking at a thing, looking at the problems, and we look at the things, and we look at it's not someone else that's creating this problem. It's not another flesh and blood. It's not this and that. It's not people. It's not the problem we have with race or with any kind of violence, but all this problem comes all the way back down, and when it boils it all back down, it is a spiritual problem. The world is looking for someone or something to blame for all the evil that's in this world. 
You know, in the world we look at, the world we live in today, no one wants to take blame for their choices. And that's where it boils down to. No one wants to take take blame for their own choices or take take the responsibility of what they have cho- chose to do. There's a real mindset in this world today that believes that it, that it has to be someone else's fault for where I'm at today. It may be someone else's negligence, maybe someone else's evil spirit or it may be someone else's fault that I am where I'm at today or it may be someone else's fault that we're in this quarantine or it may be someone else's fault that we have all this racial division in the world and we try to blame that on someone else when it really boils it boils it down to it's not not someone else out there it is it is it is an evil spirit it is a spiritual war that we're all in battle of and that, and that is that when we look at this thing and we look at this, this thing and we want to blame this on someone, and that is somewhat true, but it's not true that it's not some other flesh and blood. It's not, other, not a, another soul that we're blaming this on. But the real culprit is not where we're looking. Satan has us fooled as human beings into a mindset and has guiding us to believe that the nonsense of this blame game. Let's blame my brother over here. It's his fault. It's this, this person over here's fault because of where we're at today. But when we really it should be blaming it on him. He's the one that's stirring. He's the one that's pulling the puppet. In. He's behind the curtain pulling the chain. And so many times in life, you know, we find ourselves looking at this as a physical battle. We look at this as a, a, as a physical pandemic we're in. But when you boil this, even the pandemic down, when you pull it all down, it becomes a spiritual battle. Because the spiritual battle behind this pandemic is is fear, and the world has pushed. I mean, the, the, this this mindset of this world, this enemy has pushed the spirit of fear upon us. And I'm not saying that this, the coronavirus is not a, a real thing, and I, it is a real thing, and it's a real bad virus. But the spirit of fear is overpowering that. It's overcoming that. And that's where we find ourselves in battling this battle. Is we're battling the spiritual battle of fear in our lives. Ephesians 3, 6 and 13, the very next verse says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. The first thing we must do, as the scripture says, is we must withstand. We must not yield to the devil's allurements and assaults, but we must oppose them. Satan is said to stand up against us. And if he stands up against us, we must stand against him. Set up and keep up and be in opposition to the devil. Everything we do, he's going to stand up against us. He is going to come up against us. He's not going to come up to us face to face. He's not going to come up to us. He's going to slip around in evil, the spirit of fear. He's going to come up in different things in life. And he's going to come against us in all different areas. And he's going to try to sneak into us like a sneaking into a uh, into a battle but what we must do is we must stand up against the devil we must be in opposition of his mindset of his of his plan of destruction satan is the wicked one and his kingdom is the kingdom of sin to stand against satan is to strive against sin we must make a stand against sin in our life Today, you know, the, 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 the scripture talks about there's a small, small, 
fox is, you know, is, destroys the vine. And, and so many times in life, you know, we find ourselves just the small things. Sin doesn't start out this big, great thing in our life. And we must make a stand against the small sins in our life. And as we make a stand against the small things, we will make a stand against the Satan in, the, in his in intimate, in his whole work of life. They, they, they that may be able to withstand in the evil day, in that day of temptation and of sore afflictions. We must withstand this evil in our day. We must, we must withstand the sin. And if we can stand up to what we find, what the Satan faith forces at us, we will be able to stand up into the temptation and in a sore affliction of our life. The second thing is we must, the scripture says in verse 13, says we must stand our ground. And I've already kind of alluded to this. And having done all to stand, we must resolve by God's grace not to yield to Satan. He, we, the, Bible, the scripture says if we resist him, he will flee. If we, we in life, you know, if we, we must stand. Sometimes we find ourselves, you know, not being able to push forward no further. We find ourselves in this world where I can't, I don't feel like I can make another step. But the Bible says if we'll just stand, stand for what is right, stand for on this, on this word of God. If we'll make a stand on what we believe, we stand up against the sin that we face, stand up against temptation. The Bible says when we resist him, he must flee. If we distrust our cause or if we distrust our leader or our armor, we will give advantage to the devil. First thing is, as I said, is we must, if we distrust our cause, if we distrust what God has called us to do, if, he call, if he, we distrust what our mission on this world is, we get to not believing what God has called me to do. If we'll keep our trust in what he says, if he, we're all called to reach the lost. We're all called to make it heaven, our home one day. But when we distrust the cause, of why we're here today, we give the advantage to the devil. The second thing is if we, we distrust our leader, and we all must have a spiritual leader in their, our lives, we must trust that leader with our soul. We must trust that leader with everything that's inside of us. And if we don't trust someone to look over our lives, someone to speak into our lives, we give the devil an advantage. Then we must trust our armor. Our armor is the word of God. If we put our trust in, in the Word of God, we will have advantage over Him. But if we get, begin to distrust what the promises of this Word says, if we get to distrusting what God says, His promises will come true. If we distrust any of that part of this Word of God, we give the enemy advantage. Today we must stand on this Word of God. We must stand on it. It's promises. And it promises, if you read the back of the book, the Bible says the Christians win. And so today, it doesn't matter what we're looking at today, what we may face today. If we'll stand on what's truth, we'll stand on what's right, we will, we will travail in the end. Our present business is to withstand the assaults of the devil and to stand it out. And then, having done all that we could do as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, we're called to do our warfare and it will be accomplished, and we shall have finally, have finally, have victorious. Sometimes in battle we face things, and we don't look at, we cannot see the end of the battle. Sometimes we're overwhelmed by the waves. 
So many times we're overwhelmed by the waves, but we got to trust, put our trust in that God has called us, that God has, God has put a leader in our life, and he has put this, give us this armor, this word of God to stand on. The third thing is we must stand armed. In, in Scripture, this is what this Scripture in verse 13 says, we must stand armed. And this is here the most important part of the, what the Scripture says. Here as Christians, it is our, is, is our complete armor, and our armor is divine. Arm, the armor of God, He gives us this here Word of God. And as this Word of God, when we apply it to our life, we put on that whole armor of God. And I want to talk about just a few points of that today. The first thing is, is we must have armor of light. Romans 13 and 12 says, The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly, as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. The, the, the scripture, this scripture says the night is, is far spent. And today I believe we're far, we're in, in the middle of darkness in this world. I believe we, we live in a world today that, that the light needs to shine. You know, so many times in this world, we, we find the darkness all around us. We find the, seem like evil everywhere we go. And, and we look at Noah and Noah his day. The Bible says that today is kind of represents, the word of God says is, is as in Noah's day. And I believe we're living in the last days. And I believe that's what the scripture is talking about in the scripture. In, in Hebrews where it says as is Noah's day. And we find ourselves looking at this dark world around us. Looking at all this rioting and this, this evil things around us in life and things that we face in life, we find ourselves just walking through this world and we're finding ourselves just finding our life and we're moving through this and we find ourselves in this middle of this, this battle. But I believe God has a direction. God has uh, armor. Today he put a light in us. As a church, we are the light in this dark world and we must shine that light. But when we put on that light, the armor of light, we are to walk as God walks. There is a big difference in walking in the light of truth and just walking through this world. This world sometimes just says, well, what does it matter? Let's just lay down everything and let's just, just be, be all one person. But I believe there is a major difference in walking in the light of truth and just walking in this world. Light and darkness does not mix. The truth of his word is the light and that we must, we must walk in. The next armor is the armor of righteousness. In 2 Corinthians 6 and 7, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet known well, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed. Verse 10 says, And sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as nothing, having nothing, yet possessing all things. 
In everything we do, we must put on the armor of righteousness. We must have it on us on our right hand, on our left hand. We must have it in the good days and the bad days. And everything we go through, if we put on that armor of righteousness, we will walk true for God. The apostle specifies the peculiars of the armor. He said it's both offensive and defensive. This armor that we that that the, the word talking about the word of God and this armor is not just for our defense. You know, we look at armor so many times in life, you know, we look at, you know, a shield and a breastplate and, and some of these things, you know, that the Bible talks about is armor. We look at it as, as a defensive thing. And so many times that's what we stand back and do. So many times in the world we use this word of God just to defend what the world throws at us. We defend what the enemy throws at us. And but, but this word is not just defensive. We can use it in an offensive way. We can reach the world with using this word. But, but, but it also, like I say, it gives us the defensive things. Second Timothy 3 and 16 says, All scriptures is given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable for doctoring, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in, instruction, for instruction in righteousness. So this word of God, this armor that we've, we've put on, this armor, this word of God that we apply to our life, it is not just for, just for reading. This word stands forth. It's profitable for reproof, for correction, and for instructions and how to be righteous. If you say, how do I put on righteousness? How do I to accomplish you know, walking in a righteous life? Apply this word to your life. Apply what this Bible says in your life. Apply the word of God, this armor. Apply it to your life on every day. And then you'll, you'll, you'll have an armor of righteousness. The military girdle or belt, the breastplate, the soldier's shoes, the helmet, the shield, the helmet, and even the sword. It is observed that among all these, there are none on the back of the soldier. If we turn our backs upon the enemy, we lie exposed. And so in a warrior's armor, it was all on the front side of the body. It was to protect the front side of the body. It was so that the soldier was never to turn his back on the enemy. And today, I'm here today to say, we're facing the world, we're facing, a, as I said in this opening scriptures, we're facing a, a world, we're not fighting physical battles. We're fighting spiritual battles, wars of of gospel from the from the dark side dark world and we're fighting things that we cannot face but we must not turn our backs on the enemy it is a gospel of peace the gospel is of peace because it brings all sorts of peace it brings peace of with god it brings peace with peace with ourselves and even with one another it may also be meant that there that which prepares for the entertainment of the gospel namely repentance we must have repentance in our life to walk through this. With the, our feet must be placed on solid ground. And when we place our feet on solid ground, we're placing our feet on the Word of God. We're placing our feet, we stand solid on this solid ground. For by living a life of repentance, we are armed against any kind of temptations of sin and the designs of the enemy. When we live a repentance in our life, and we're not going to, we're not, well, we're not a perfect life you know the sin and life came into this world just a few pages from the beginning of creation we find where sin has crept into this world 
We find where sin has just stepped into this world, and we find where division between even brothers was already in just a few pages into the Bible, where people allowed the sins of this world to come against people, and then they started battling, and they started even killing each other because they was just just allowed the sin. It wasn't that it was a physical battle between them. It was because sin had got in there. And because sin gets in the hearts of people, it puts a division between people. And we must avoid that. We must stand up to that. We must first realize where our true battle comes from. You know, we look in life, you know, we must realize this battle is not a physical battle. This this battle that we face today, every battle we face, is not with someone else, another soul, another, another human being. This soul comes from the deeps of hell. David looked at the battle with him and Goliath, not as a battle between a young lad and a giant. He looked at it as a, looked at it as a battle between God and an enemy of God. And that's what we must look at in this world. When we, things comes against us, we must look at the things, not as me battling against my brother or my sister. We must look at it as this, this spirit that's coming against us, this spirit that's battling between us, is a, is, a, is a battle between God and an enemy of God. God's people and an enemy of God's people. This young man, David, did not stand a chance in a physical hand-to-hand combat with this great giant of war. But when he added God to the battle, the battle changed. And so many times in life, when we look at life, we look at things in our life as we look at the battles of things. And we look at things, you know, we look at it as, well, I can't overcome this. This is too great. This, this battle is too great. And if, and if David would have looked at Goliath and sized up his abilities, his physical abilities, he'd have been like everybody else hiding behind a rock. But what David realized, David realizes this is not a battle between me and this giant. This is not a battle between me and this, this, this Israelite and this, Egypt, this Philistine. This was not a battle between Israel and Philistine. This is a battle between God and his God and the enemy of God. And today when we take our battles to, with him and we apply allow God to, uh, to equip us and bind us together, we can face whatever this world throws at us every day. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We have to become a new man to face the battles that we're going to face. We cannot do it alone. We cannot face the things we're going to face tomorrow. We can't even face what we're going to face today. We cannot face the battles alone. We must become a new man. We must allow God's presence to enter inside of us. And we must live a life, a godly life, a righteous life, a life that's, that's instructed by Him. We look, and today as I begin to, Wind down to close. I, I want to talk about a man's life just a few minutes, and and this is the scriptures. I, uh, but I, Elijah, uh, the prophet Elijah's life. The prophet Elijah is um, was a prophet. You know, we well known prophet throughout Scripture. We we look at him as a, a great prophet, a man of God that called fire down from heaven, and and he rebuked the 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 king the the kings prophets and the, the king's men and the, 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 the 
the evilness of that day, he, you know, he called down the, the fire from heaven and lapped up the water and he, you know, he, he spoke to the clouds and it said, it's not going to rain. And I mean, he, 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 he was a mighty prophet, but we see, see Elijah's life. We look at his life. Elijah was just a man, just like me and you, you know, Elijah was this, he was not, we, we put him on this big high pedestal when he's calling fire down from heaven, when he's speaking to the clouds and saying for them not to rain. That was all prophetic things from God. But we look at him as a, you know, a high prophet, but just, just, just hours, days after he called fire down from heaven, we find Elijah running for his life from a physical queen. We find him hiding in caves. We find him, you know, first we find him running to, into the, the wilderness and Basada Creek, and then even God feeds him, feeds him with a raven. A bird comes, feed, brings him food every day. And the creek, there will, then the creek dries up when God needs him to move. And we find Elijah, this prophet, hiding again, then hiding in the caves because he was fearing for his life from another fellow human being. We're talking about the man that called fire down from heaven. We're talking about the man that God fed by a raven, bringing him meat every day. We think, you look at his life and you're like, well, how could he get from these great miracles or this great prophetic ministry? And now we find him just days or hours, weeks later, so depressed, so fearful for his own life from a human being. That he's that he's he's went into this exile, went into this quarantine, and he had the spirit of fear had came against him. And today, I believe I was listening to a thing on the way over to way to church today and this morning, and that, about Elijah, and, and I find Elijah's life, you know, where the mighty prophet. It don't matter how high you are. The, sometimes the battles we face in the day. We allow them to come to come in and, 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 and knock us back down. It doesn't matter how high we sail on Sunday sometimes. Monday has a way of knocking us right back down. And as we, when we find ourselves just like Elijah, we find ourselves finding ourselves in life just like Elijah where he was, he was so high in moments in his life and then he was in the lowest of the lows. But then, you know, God calls him and he tells him, he says, he sends him and then he, he calls Elisha, the next prophet, to follow him, and he equips him. And I believe, I believe, I'm not, I'm just not paraphrasing. I'm not trying to write a new book in the Bible, but I believe Elijah shared some of these stories with Elisha when he was preparing him to take over. I believe Elisha said there was times I called fire down from heaven, and then there was times that I was hiding in a cave. And I believe he shared them testimonies to encourage Elisha to do the great things that Elisha did. Zechariah 3 and 17, the Bible says, and I'm going to read this scripture, and it says, The Lord thy God is in the midst of thee. The, the Lord of God is in the midst of thee, is mighty. He will save, he will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. The Lord thy God is in the midst. He's in our midst. And he is mighty. And it doesn't matter what we face. The battles we face, he's going to be there by our side. He's going to be like he was for Elijah. He's going to be in the middle of the battle. He's going to be in the middle of the wilderness. 
Today is my title today, and I don't know if I ever even shared it today. Our real battle. Our real battle is not fighting with people, not fighting with things. I'm going to read, read the scripture I read in the beginning in Ephesians 6 and 12. It says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So today, what we're facing in this world today, when we get up and we see these headlines of the, 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 the evil that's going on in this world, this, this, this evil is not just mankind. It is a spiritual thing. It is a thing that we're all facing. I believe today in this world of everything we face is, is coming from a spiritual side. The destruction of this world is, is the division that's being trying to be driven in the hearts of people, of mankind. I believe it's coming from a dark place. It's coming from the wickedness in high places. It's coming from the wickedness, the spiritual darkness of this world is brewing up. And I believe it's putting, trying to put division between us and in this society and in this world. And I believe everything in the last few months that we've been facing has been, and, and has been a, a spiritual warfare. The, from the physical things of the coronavirus, from the physical things we see in the, the streets of the, the, the vision that they're trying to push between the races in the country and everything that we're facing, I believe, is coming from a spiritual warfare. We must equip ourselves today. We must stand on the Word of God and His promises. And we must stand against the evil of this world that's coming against us. We must stand and in, in in with a repent, live a repentance life if we allow repentance in our life every day. Because every day we're not going to do what we're supposed to. There's going to be days we're going to have to repent for some things we've done. Maybe some, some, bad, some cross words we had with someone. We're going to have to repent. But today I believe if we repent, live in our true repentative life, I feel like that we can overcome and we can stand up against the darkness of this world that's coming against us today. As I ask us today, let's, let's stand and let's, let's pray right now that God will give us strength and give us this, to overcome the evil that we're facing today in this world.